Hey, welcome to the Kingdom Church Podcast. We're so glad you could join us. You're listening to a brand new message. So whatever you're doing, wherever you are, sit back, relax. Here it is. So glad you guys could be here this morning. Super special day, super special service. Uh, as you guys can see, we have these three amazing people up here. They're going to share with us today. Woo, yes. uh, yeah. It's going to be so good. They're going to share and you guys are going to respond. And it's going to be awesome. Uh, before we kind of get into them, I just really want to quickly explain kind of what's been happening this summer. Uh, so starting back in May, uh, we began a four-month summer internship program here at Kingdom Church. And these three amazing people, who I'm not even going to tell you their names because they're going to introduce themselves in a second, um, have been participating. Uh, I also want to give a special shout out because she's not here, uh, but Kendra, you guys all know Kendra. Kendra uh, is not a technical summer intern, but she's pretty much been with us all summer. So special shout out to her. Uh, just it's been an amazing summer. Uh, if you guys don't know, I know a lot of you guys like don't like the government. Come on, somebody. But um, it's not all bad. Listen, they're not all bad because uh, without the government, we couldn't have got these funds um, for the Canada Summer Drops program. So shout out to the government because it's, so, it's so easy to be negative. Why not be positive? Come on. Uh, so we're so thankful for that. Uh, if you guys don't, I mean, you guys probably don't know this, and the government did aid this as well. But um, this summer internship has been a dream of mine since we started the church. Just a discipleship thing that we could do and a program that we could do. And um, this summer has been kind of everything that I've dreamt of, but even more. Um, and it's because of these three amazing people, um, and Kendra as well. And so they're just going to share all that has happened. And um, I'm just so proud of them in advance for what God has done through them and to them. And so uh, you guys are going to be blessed this morning. You guys ready to be blessed? Yeah. Come on. So uh, as we get started, let's just, uh, let's just start with some introductions really quickly. Uh, so I'll start at the end uh, with Sydney because we didn't get enough of her during worship. So uh, first, just I already explained who she is, but who are you and what were you doing before summer internship began? Hey, hi, my name is Sydney. For those of you that don't know me, I'm 19. And before the internship, I was working full time at Starbucks as a student at the U of A. And someone clap for Starbucks. Come on, all of you both. <laughs> Yeah, and then about a year ago, I got back from a YWAM, which stands for Youth with a Mission. And you'll find that that's a common theme, but we're not sponsored. Um, and you don't have to do a YWAM to be an intern. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I got back from my YWAM, and that completely changed my life. It completely changed my relationship with Jesus. And so just coming back from that, I was just on fire and just wanted more. And so I think that just Pastor Hanson provided this opportunity. It was exactly what I needed. And God just gave me an opportunity to take what I had learned at YWAM and just apply it and learn even more. So, yeah, this internship was like the best thing ever. I'm so glad I got to do it. Come on. Let's go. Okay, same question. Gentlemen in the middle. Who are you? What were you doing before internship began? Hey, guys. Um, I'm Chase. I'm 22. I come from a family of seven. Big old family. Um, I got four siblings. So I have two older brothers who are a year apart, and then I have two... A uh, younger brother, a younger sister, and they're also a year apart. And then I'm like smack dab in the middle. Any middle childs out there? Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> um, but so we were homeschooled growing up until grade 10. And so we spent a lot of time as a family together. And so I always kind of was on the outside, felt like, being a middle child. I, uh, I was bullied a lot growing up. And I just, I struggled a lot with doubt, with unimportance. I struggled a lot with my identity. Um, just like having a voice. 
And so that was a, a really hard struggle. And then when grade 10 hit, we went to public school. And we grew up in a Christian home, but it was more of like a title to me and less of like a relationship. And so then going into high school, I kind of just threw that away and, and just went through high school, getting into drugs, alcohol, porn, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and so then about three or four years after high school, I kind of like put a lot of that stuff to the side, but was still wasn't really living for God at all. And so at the start of COVID, went through a breakup and kind of had this crossroads where it was like, okay, I can either go back to the drugs and the alcohol and the porn and all that stuff, or I could actually choose faith. And uh, so after three long nights of drinking, then I, <laughs> I, I turned to faith. Um, I looked up Kingdom Church online, and uh, Pastor Harrison was doing the Heart Problem series, if anyone remembers that. And so I started, I was phoning exes, I was phoning my brother, I was phoning friends, just like repenting of things, asking for forgiveness, just crazy stuff I never would have thought I'd be doing, like, ever. Um, and so then about two and a half months after that, me and Sean started dating. Come on, and then about six months later, I went on YWAM, kind of just like broke down all my faith and rebuilt that foundation. Um, and it was just, it was about three quarters of the way through YWAM, I was just like on fire. I was having all these desires to disciple, to go back into some form of ministry when I got home, but I wasn't really sure what that was going to look like, because I was like, I'm coming home, I'm broke as heck, I need some money. So I was thinking like, I'm going to work, but I wasn't sure how everything would really fit in. Um, and I was super, super stressed about it. And so I hadn't prayed about it at all, because I was like, I don't really want an answer right now, because I'm too scared to know. But there was one day I was just in church in Paraguay, and I prayed, and I was like, God, please just put something in my path. And then an hour later, Sean texted me. She was like, hey, Chase, I uh, signed you up for internship. <laughs> hope you don't mind. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> uh, so I went online and looked at internship, and it was like every single thing that I was asking. So that was crazy. So I came home just on fire, just ready to go. Well, thank you so much, Chase. I'm going to give you guys the better mic because you guys talk more than I do. So, thank you so much, Chase. Amazing. Okay, last, certainly not least, uh, the lovely lady referenced 14 times. <laughs> Who are you and what were you doing before internship? Hi, everybody. I'm Chantel, and I'm 22. And um, just to let you guys know, I'm not controlling them, just really in tune with the spirit. So that's why I signed up. <laughs> for two out of the three years that it was open and um, I was away from, for about a year because I also did a while <laughs> and it was incredible um, learning how to rebuild my life for God and learning how to give God full control and so ever since I came back God's been in the driver's seat of my life and it has been incredible so when I heard about this internship I looked back at my past and I was like I can never be someone who does a church internship because I was so lost and I was broken and I was just stuck in this box of religiosity and I just thought God was a distant and far away God and I didn't know that he could be personal or um, be something worth living for and so then when God encountered me in my YWAM, I learned that he is so much more than that and you can give him the control because he is so loving and grace-filled. And so that has led me to here and now doing an internship and pursuing a degree in theology and living for God and giving him everything. And so being in this internship, it's taught me so much more and I couldn't be happier to be here. So this internship has been multifaceted in many ways, um, especially just in terms of like what uh, 
kind of I hoped it would be. And uh, so I kind of want to know from you guys, and I think everyone wants to know, uh, what are some of the biggest things you've learned this summer? I guess since Sean gave Sid the mic, that means uh, you're answering this question first. Sid, what are some of the biggest things that you've learned this summer? Um, I think that the biggest thing I learned this summer is that I actually don't know anything. Because I walked into it being like, okay, I, I got it. I got everything down. Like, this is just like, I got it. But I think that this, this internship really humbled me because there was a lot of things that I grew up believing because I grew up in church. You just kind of think that you know everything. Like, when you've been to church for like 19 years, you're like, yeah, I got it. But I think I didn't have a why behind anything. Like, I just believed things that didn't understand why I did. So I think that this internship was really good for breaking down the things that I already believed and letting me like experience why I believe those things. So for example, like I read this book called Sexless in the City. Come on, somebody. And it talked about um, it talked about dating, desire, and sex. And it talked about um, just like waiting for marriage until you have sex. And so I read this book and I was like, hey, I already like know all these things. But she broke it down chapter by chapter. I just realized that there were so many things that I didn't actually understand why. And I, what I learned is that when you have a why behind something, it makes it so much easier. Because when our why is Jesus, then we become dependent on Jesus. We become obedient to Jesus instead of the things that were just rules before. We become, we become able to just walk with Jesus in those things. And so, yeah, I just experienced just a lot of freedom instead of like living a life of religion. Just like that song, Make Room, that we sing, it's like break down the walls of all my religion. I think that's what this really did is because it wasn't based on rules. It wasn't based on just something that I thought I understood, but it's actually based on authentic relationship with Jesus and just striving for holiness. So that's probably the biggest thing I learned, um, that I don't know anything and that um, I can be really prideful sometimes. And so I think that this humble, or this internship was really good for humbling me because it was just like people that I was in the internship with, like Kendra and like Isaac and Chantel and Chase and just showed me how to ask better questions, especially Chantel. She's just so good at like asking really intrusive questions. <laughs> and so that just really challenged me to just break down the truths that I knew and find a why behind it. So, yeah. That's so good. So good. And uh, yeah, I forgot to give a special shout out to Isaac. Uh, Isaac was with us for, like the first month and then um, Roger stole him. So um, that's, the, that's the Isaac that Sydney was referring to, who's also awesome. Um, so good. Thanks, Sid. Uh, Kish, Chase, I guess, same question. We're just kind of going in order here. I'm going to break it up soon. Um, but what are some of the biggest things that uh, you've learned this summer? Um, this mic is way heavier. Uh, much better. Biggest thing I think I've learned, I think I've learned a lot that Jesus has revealed when I actually show up, yeah. which is something that I like. I never got to really experience, I think, and so it was just like this relationship with Jesus that was missing so much of just like relationship with others. Because I believe that God made us to be in relationship with others and be in community. And so this huge, huge part of God of, of being with other people was missing from my life because I just said no to everything. And so like when I, when I would say yes to things through this internship, like going on like one-on-one -on -one coffee dates or saying yes to being MC here, which scared the crap out of me by the way, um, and then like small groups and stuff, just like um, really experiencing Jesus in those relationships with other people was really huge because uh, for so long, I kind of would just like, I just sit in bed and my parents would call from upstairs, Chase, come up for dinner. I'd be like, nah, like Mine <laughs> Minecraft is way better than that. Um, and just saying no to friends and stuff, like just really like taking away this part of God that is so important of relationship and of like intentional connection and intimate relationships and so I think that was a huge thing that I learned was just really um, seeing that side of God that Jesus is revealed when I show up and when I'm with people and when I'm getting to know people yeah 
That's awesome. I got a follow-up question for you. Um, do you feel that, because if, if you kind of started with, you know, maybe not showing up was your natural inclination, do you have any, like, cool stories of when you showed up or when you kind of pushed back against your natural inclination that God showed up? Yeah, I think um, one big story, I think, was when, it was probably the first um, coffee shop meeting I had, and I was so nervous. Like, I was literally like, because I didn't do this before. Like, I would never just text someone and be like, hey, you want to meet up for coffee? And, uh, and so I showed up 15 minutes early, and I just sat in my car, and I just shook. Like, legit, like, I shook. I was so scared. And, uh, and yeah, shook in the spirit. No, I was just scared. Um, but so I just sat in my car for a while, and I just prayed, and I was like, God, like, I really don't want to do this right now, but I'm trusting you that you're going to show up and... I think like five minutes in, there was like tears, and we were just like, it was just so good. And so, yeah, we just had to push past that <laughs> initial fear of man. Come on, so good. Um, and yeah, the reason I asked that question, I think a lot of us struggle with that, right, yeah. of not feeling adequate. And yeah, one thing we always say is just show up. If you show up, God often, um, yeah. or most times, is already there. So we just got to walk into the room. So thank you so much for sharing that, Chase. Um, Sean, same question. What are, what are some of the biggest things that you've learned this summer? I think some of the biggest things that I learned this summer was how to take the Bible into real life because I recognize that a lot of people, they're like, oh, the Bible's outdated. It doesn't really apply to like today and now. But I learned through our Monday and Wednesday classes that the Bible is so relevant for today and it's never going to stop being relevant. And it's not necessarily a book of answers, but it's um, a book of wisdom and it's supposed to guide you and give you that kind of, you know, relationship source and give you God's word to be able to, you know, live your life. And so, um, and especially through reading, we learned further how to bring faith into our life. I learned further how to give God more control and just be able to bring all of these different aspects of God and living for God into every single day. And so I think that's been the biggest thing that I've learned. So good. Come on. Uh, do you feel like even just maybe one thing practically in real life that you feel like the Bible has now become more relevant in since internship? I think the one area that's really been blown away for me was in the area of mental illness. I never really knew that Christianity and mental illness could be together as one. I always thought the church was separate and then there was mental illness and there was a lot of people in the church who were like, oh, just pray about it or just like rebuke this, rebuke that. And it's like, oh, it's a lot more complicated than that. But I learned that with God, you know, he's not just going to snap his fingers and then cure you, but he wants to walk through it with you and alongside you and he wants to give you the truth and like his wisdom and his love through the journey. And so... Um, in that area specifically, then I was given just this broader and wider picture of where God is and the real truth in that. Come on. So good. Thanks for sharing that. Sean. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to go right back to the middle here. Chase, uh, what's, uh, what has been some challenging things? What's been challenging this summer? Um, some things that are challenging. I think... Uh, one of the biggest things was expectations. And I would like, I would be almost putting these expectations on myself and not on God. And so I would like, at the start of the week, then I would like plan on my week. And then I would be like, okay, like if this coffee date doesn't work, then God's not going to move. 
And I just like, I'd have, because especially coming from like that YWAM culture straight back here, it's like that's super, super radical. And there's just like, you're surrounded by a bunch of people who are just like, just going crazy for change, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I think life back here is just a little bit slower and a lot, it's a lot more chill and I like it. <laughs> but I just had these huge expectations that I was putting on myself. And so I really just had to learn how to give those to God and, and not try and like make my own change in people, but like let God change people. And so that was huge to realize that like I'm not in control. Like God is in control and to be able to just kind of let go of the steering wheel and to let him take over. So that was a big challenge. And then one more was probably just burnout. There was a definite burnout. And just to, I just had to really have a realization that like I need to be poured into if I'm going to pour out. And that was huge. So that was like, um, I think a big thing for that was just like making sure that I would be spending time with God in the morning. That was huge. And then letting Pastor Harrison pour into me as well. We'd meet up once a week and just let him disciple me. Because I don't think you can expect to pour into other people if you're not getting poured into. So I really had to be super, super adamant in that and let him pour into me. Come on, that's so good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I hope, you, I hope you guys wrote that down, right? If you want to pour out, we need to make sure someone's pouring into us, pouring into our spirit and. Uh, I always say you need to have someone that knows your name uh, that can actually pour into you. Like, I know your podcast is amazing that you listen to, um, but someone that knows your name and can, can speak into you is so, so important. So thank you for sharing that, Chase. Can um, I go right back to Sean? Uh, Sean, what's been, uh, what's been challenging uh, for you this summer? I think the biggest challenge that I've learned is that being in leadership is hard. There's always people looking at you. You're on the stage. People are seeing if you're wearing Nike, <laughs> and I don't have any Nike, and there's just a lot of pressure that goes on you when you are in leadership, which might just be subconscious and an insecurity thing, but there's, you're almost held to a higher standard because there's so many people who are looking at you and how you act, and yes, you might be saying one thing, but your actions need to correlate with what you're saying, and so... Yeah, it's just an insane amount of pressure, and that's been really hard because even my own, like, people that I hang out with every day, they're like, oh, you're not so much fun anymore. Why can't you come and do this with me? And it's like, oh, wow, like, that, that actually hurts. And it's like, I just want to live my life to this standard, and I hope that we can come alongside together, and I can, or we can do it together, that we can both get to that standard. And so I think that's been the hardest challenge for me is leadership in general. Yeah, come on. And I think that, uh, to your credit, I think you do it very well. Um, and I think that you are someone that people look up to. So you're, it's been challenging, but you're awesome at it. So. Okay, Sid, for you, what's been, what's been challenging for you this summer? Um, there's been a lot of things that I feel like I have worked through this summer, but I feel like one of the biggest challenges um, was just within, so I actually have the privilege of being involved in the young adult ministry here. Come on, all my young adults, you guys are the best. And so I've been doing that since January, and this summer, like, things just really took off. Like, relationships were getting built, people were coming, like, it was a big group, we're hanging out, hanging out outside of Friday nights, and that's always the goal, right? Because you're not going to make disciples in a, like, 15-people setting, you're going to make disciples one-on-one. And so it was really good to see those things happening, but I feel like, um, I mean, we sang this morning where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom, but also where the spirit of the Lord is there is oppression because the enemy is really good at trying to get a foot in the door. And so this, just this summer, I noticed that like, I wasn't noticing the lies that were coming to my head. I kind of just 
I don't even know what I thought they were. I just thought it was me. And so there was this one day we were having young adults in my backyard and I got this word that I felt like was just so, like, so spoken straight from the Lord to my heart. And I was so excited to share it because it just like, you know when you just get something that you feel has motivated you and you just can't wait to share with other people? That's really how I felt about it. And so I was just like hyping, hyping myself up, like getting ready. And then all of a sudden this thought just came to mind. And it was like, no one wants to hear that. Like, no one cares what you have to say, what you, like, what you're going to share with people isn't going to stick. Like, people aren't even coming for this. They're just coming to hang out with their friends. And I just kind of believed it. I was just like, yeah, I guess so. Like, I don't really have to share anything. Like, we can all just hang out. And then I just felt this, like, other, like, even stronger voice just be like, no, like, you have a purpose here. Like, this isn't just a place for people to sit in a circle and talk to each other. And you have a purpose. And I have, yeah, like, clap for the Lord because that's so good when when the lies overcome us and then we're met with truth because that was just an example of where I wasn't strong enough to meet that lie with the truth. But I think that when, when God goes before us and sets an example, it allows us then to, in the future, when we have those lies again, to meet, with, meet that with truth. And so the challenge there is like, we can't meet a lie with truth if we don't know truth. So that was just like setting myself up for success by starting each morning with God and just like putting myself in truth and like trying to memorize scripture because we have scripture as a weapon against the enemy. And so it was just good to like have those lies and know that they were there, but then also know that the truth will always be so much stronger and just be able to like declare those things over the lies of like, I am not what this lie says about me. I'm exactly who God tells me that I am. I'm exactly who scripture tells me who I am. And so just in moments like that, I was... It was, it was challenging because it, it wasn't just the one time, right? Because it's a great story to hear like, oh yeah, like I felt like this lie came and then God met it with truth. It's so good. But like that comes back every Friday night. That comes back every Saturday morning. It's just like, this is a constant battle. And um, Christy said something to someone else that I overheard. And I was like, that's such a good word of like, it's an everyday battle. Whether it's a sin that you're fighting, whether it's a lie that you're fighting, it's like, this is an everyday battle. And we can't just assume that because we beat it once, we're free from it. And that might sound really discouraging, but just the, um, the hope that we have in it is that God is never going to leave no matter how hard it gets. So, yeah, I think that was the most challenging thing for me this summer. Yeah, come on. That's so good to you. And I think, and I hope that's encouraging uh, to, to you guys if you feel those insecurities that a lot of times, yes, truth is uh, our weapon to fight against it. But one thing I always encourage uh, these guys and I encourage other people is that if God's called you to something, just step forward in confidence, right? Don't wait until you feel it. Don't wait until you feel ready because a lot of times the voices to Sydney's credit won't end. And so I'm encouraging you because like she's up here right now. She's on the stage all the time and it can be like, oh, she's so confident. She has it going on. But the battle she has is a battle a lot of us have when it comes to insecurities. Um, And so uh, thank you so much for sharing that, Sid. I think that's going to help a lot of people. Uh, So I asked you guys all that question now, correct? You guys have all answered that one? Cool. Okay. So, uh, Chase, you ready to roll here? So, how have you seen yourself grow this summer? Um, definitely my people skills. Like, it's been crazy. Like, just those one-on-one times of, like, learning to open up and learning to be vulnerable and learning to just, like, have conversations. I suck at small talk. And so, like, I've grown a lot in that as well. And it's helped so much just everywhere of being able to, like... Um, it just shows you, like, the intentionality I think that God has with us of um, being able to give that to someone else. When you let him pour into you, like, one-on-one with God, then you can go out and you can pour into someone else one-on-one. And so that's been huge growing in my people skills because for a long time I was the, the scroller in my bed a lot of times. And um, I think a big thing in this culture now is more screen time than people time. Yeah. 
which is a really big thing. Yeah. And uh, and it's not just for like uh, young adults or teens. Like it's adults as well. It's everyone. Like with your 23 Facebook shares a day and <laughs> and keyboard battles with Karen from Spruce Grove. Come on. Um, it's everybody. It's this culture, right? And so it's a huge thing. Like um, being intentional about relationships now because we can get so wound up in our phone scrolling and and then when we get into a situation it's like this is so awkward this is so weird but it's like well probably because it's been like three weeks since you said hi to someone and like that was me like I was slowly like just like wallowing away in my room and and so this has been huge for me just to be able to see that I have confidence that I can talk to people that I can be in relationship with people and God has just shown me so much this internship that like we can all have that and we can all give that to each other, but we, we actually have to be intentional about it and step up and, and make those relationships. Yeah, that's really good. Chase, I got, I, got a, I got a follow-up question for Chase. So the, the hot mic can keep going. Um, how, do you, how do you keep yourself accountable to being intentional with making connections so your people time is more than screen time? How do I keep myself accountable? Well, I look at my screen time very often. Yeah. Um, that's a big thing. But I think um, it, it starts off a little hard because you have to actually make those relationships first and step out. But uh, I think once you get into a role of like seeing people and meeting with people, then it just becomes second nature of like, oh, I actually want to hang out with this person. Yeah. Like once you open up and, and show yourself to someone, mm-hmm. then it's like it, it's an accepting environment mm-hmm. and you want to be in that environment. Like you really do. And, and you just experience Jesus so much in it. So I think that like um, the biggest thing was just like, at the start of my week, I just, like, make sure that I have my things lined up that I needed. Yeah. Um, and so, like, meeting with you as well was a huge thing to, like, um, always schedule so that I was being poured into. And like I said, like, you have to have that to pour out. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, it really just comes as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you develop those relationships, you don't want to let go of them. Yeah. You really don't want to. And, and so that's a huge thing that keeps you going is just those people that hold you accountable as well because um, people begin to pour into you as well once you pour into them. So, yeah. so good. Yeah, if I, could, if I could put it into one word, I'd say intentionality, right? To be intentional yeah. about it. A lot of times we're hoping like things will fall into place. Like, I really hope someone texts me this week. Uh, I encourage you, text someone this week. Uh, and you'll find there's so many people just waiting. Um, and, and so one, one thing I'll say, which I think is a privilege for these guys, um, I encourage them as part of their job to meet with people, right? And go, uh, literally just go hang out with people. Like, what kind of a job? You get paid to hang out with people. It's amazing, right? But in it, I think one thing you guys can attest to it is like it's beneficial both ways, yeah. right? Because all of us as people are created for connection. We're created for relationships. And uh, for a lot of us, it can be easy to go months, literally, without having real connection. Yeah. So um, I'd encourage all of us to be intentional with that. So thanks for, for sharing that, um, Chase. Uh, Sean, how, uh, how have you seen yourself grow? this summer? I think I've seen myself grow in just learning how to be more selfless. I feel as though in society, and myself included, that a lot of people are very um, self-focused, and they're just very driven by, oh, what do I want to do, or what do I need to do right now, and self-care days, and all of this stuff. But through actually dedicating 25 hours of ministry a week, you're dedicating like a very big predominant area of your week to living for someone else, for um, listening to what God wants you to do, to meet up with people, to encourage people, and just to how to be more other people focused than on ourselves. And so I've really 
um, just grown in how to live more selflessly because I recognize in myself that I'm just a very selfish person and I'm very selfish with my own time and with wanting to stay home and just have those amazing self-care days. Um, and when in reality, that's not the thing that actually fills me up or even gives me the kind of courage or confidence or strength to be able to go through life, but it's through pouring out to other people, then God can pour out even more to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's how I've grown. That's good. Um, how have you found like just keeping yourself accountable to pushing back against that selfish inclination? What's been helpful for you? Something that's been helpful in keeping me accountable is definitely having mentors and um, very wise people in my life who constantly speak into me and um, give me that wisdom to be able to see things in a different light and a different perspective. And being able to be surrounded like by these guys every week and see how they um, how they're experiencing life and how they're living life and what they're doing um, that has just given me even more perspective and also focusing on God's perspective because our perspective I know is just like this small but God sees everything and he knows everything and so just being able to do that all that has helped that's so good so good uh okay Sid for you how uh, how have you seen yourself grow this summer um I think the overarching thing that I've just seen my in myself and I'm still seeing it like it's I'm still working on it is just being honest with myself and I think that comes in a lot of different forms, and, and one, of, one of the things is just um, overworking myself. I think that there's this thing that I believe, um, I'm trying to break the lie that like my worth comes from my work. And so like there's been lots of days this summer where I've had to say no to things, and there's been lots of days this summer that I've had to say yes to things. And Pastor Harrison kind of like revealed the truth that like if you're saying yes to something, that's great, but you have to know that you're inevitably saying no to something else. And so I think being honest with myself in that is like what are the things that I actually value? And what are the things that um, I'm saying yes to that are honoring God with my time? Because I think that that's something that we kind of forget is that we can actually dishonor God with our time. Whether if we're staying up till like one in the morning and we're and our, the goal is to get up at 7 a.m. to spend time with God, like is that actually going to happen? And like when we schedule a 12-hour workday, how are we making room for community? How are we making room um, just for people? And so I think that sometimes I get caught up in like that, okay, I have this many hours of the day. How can I fill it? And um, this summer, Pastor Harrison challenged us to, like, Monday motivation, so we just, like, took time, took turns every Monday, like, um, just going through main points from the sermon and things that we learned, and so I think that that actually really helped me grow because you, like, I have to pay a lot of attention to the sermon, and I also have to analyze, like, personal things in my life that, like, needed to change, and so I think that that was one of them if, like, if I have to get up at 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning, or on a Monday morning for Monday motivation, and it's like Sunday night, and I've worked so much the whole week that I'm preparing at 11 p.m. on a Sunday night, the Monday morning isn't going to be fruitful. So really, like, the, the choice is not like, I guess I'm just going to have to make room for it. I'm, I guess it's just going to have to work. It's actually like, no, like, how can I honor God and the people that I care about with my time? And so that's still something that I'm definitely working on. And I still have 12-hour days sometimes, but I think I get to the end of the day, and I'm like, I'm actually not a slave to this anymore. This is something that I'm healing from. And so that's been an area that I've grown in this summer. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I could, there's, there's a whole sermon there because I know a lot of us, a lot of us struggle with time management and prioritizing. So prioritizing uh, is probably the biggest thing for time management. But I want, I want to keep going. Uh, so Sid, I'll just stay with you. Uh, 
for you guys, part of the internship um, on Monday and Wednesdays, and kind of dependent how the week went, uh, we would have teaching time. So uh, I would teach a lot of times. Amy would teach as well when she was uh, on summer vacation from, from teaching, because she's a teacher. And so uh, I found out for me personally, um, which I, I kind of had an inclination, but I love to teach. Uh, I like preaching. Preaching is really fun, but I think I, I love to teach probably just as much as I love to preach. And so um, from that, whether it was Amy, myself, and or, or YouTube videos that I showed you guys sometimes, uh, what's like, what was kind of your favorite lessons this summer that we uh, went through together? First of all, can we clap for the person who is equally as gifted as a pastor as he is as a teacher? He didn't ask me to say that, by the way. <laughs> um, I think one of the biggest things that I learned from just the lessons that we had on Monday and Wednesday was um, there was one lesson, and every time I say the three things, I mess it up, so just be prepared. But like we learned about um, orthodoxy, we learned about heterodoxy, and we learned about heresy. And wow, I didn't mess it up. And so um, those are just like some, some like Bible truths that it's really important to take into mind because I'm really good at arguing. And sometimes I, like, prioritize, like, arguing more than, like, just hearing someone out. And so something that I learned from one of the lessons was just, like, when you're having a conversation with someone, when if they don't know Jesus or they do know Jesus, it's just, like, the goal isn't to be right in the conversation. The goal is actually just to make that person feel, feel loved and heard. And um, I think sometimes we get that word love mixed up because in culture, we love people when they agree with us. And I think that's, I mean, that's where cancel culture comes from of, like, yeah, I love you until you disagree with me and then you're done. Right? And so I think that we actually have kind of taken that off social media and actually just live it out in our, in our lives and our real lives. And so I think that the challenge is actually like, what do I value more here? Do I value my pride? Do I value being right? Or do I value this person? And do I value just like walking with them into an intentional relationship with Jesus? And so I've had to catch myself because there was a time at the beginning of the summer where a bunch of us went and hung out with these like Catholic guys and we were talking with them and the goal of that night should have been relationship and I think the goal of that night was debate and it didn't end well and there was not friendships made no one ever talked to each other again it wasn't it was not fruitful at all and like it, sure it was funny in the moment because we were just like bickering back and forth but it just I left the night feeling just off and so I think when we when we have a conversation about Jesus we should always leave feeling filled because if we're talking about the person that fills us how could we not be filled and so the way that I've just kind of seen myself grow in that from like Harrison's teachings is that like last, um, I guess it was probably Wednesday, we had like a going away party for Kendra and I, I saw one of the guys that was at that night and him and I sat at a table and talked for an hour and it was so fruitful this time because I had learned how to hear him out. I had learned how to love him. I had learned how to just, my goal wasn't to be right in the conversation. It was just to hear his heart and hear where he was coming from. And the conversation ended with him coming up to me and just saying, Sid, I love how much you love Jesus. And that should be the goal at the end of every conversation is just for us to see, yeah. <laughs> just for people to see Jesus in us. And that should always be the goal. Come on, so good, Sid. Chase, what about you? What's been your favorite lesson? Uh, bro, you're preaching, by the way. Uh, <laughs> favorite lesson. I think uh, it wasn't just like one set day, but uh, we did it every Wednesday. And then sometimes on Mondays as well, we learned leadership. And that was huge because I think as Christian, God calls us all to be leaders, like in whatever way he wants. Like we're all a leader in our house, in our friend group, wherever we are, right? And so just learning these, uh, these leadership tips, tricks, and, and just like just how to live like a leader was so, so important. And it was good to just have that in my mind, like throughout the week. 
of just thinking about how am I living, like how, uh, if I have influence, like if someone's looking at me, how am I influencing them, right? And so just always having that in the back of my mind was probably one of the most helpful things, I think, from the class times of just learning about leadership. That's awesome. Sean, what about you? What was your favorite lesson? I think my favorite lesson was we had this class on hermeneutics, which is just an interpretation of the Bible and bridging the gap between the then of the culture and the context that the Bible was written in, and then um, to the now, which is our culture and how it is relevant. And so um, my favorite class was just the day when we went through a passage. I think it was in Nehemiah, and we talked about Nahum and some king and a soldier or something. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just the most random passage, and it had a lot of, like, old-term words, and it was just, it was an interesting passage. It wasn't like the Gospels or um, the Psalms where you can easily see encouraging words or good lessons or anything. But from that class, I was able to see that you know, there's so many things and God is so intentional in what he put in the Bible for us that the reality of Jesus is everywhere that we look. And I think in my own life, like that has just been so much of a predominant factor in how I want to live my life. And the biggest thing that I want people to say about me is just to be like, oh, wow, like she follows Jesus. Like she looks like someone that does follow Jesus. And even though she might not look like a nun or a saint or anything. Like, she looks like me, and she's dressed like me, but um, she's following Jesus. And I think that from that class, uh, that was absolutely my favorite lesson that we learned. Come on. So amazing. Um, well, we're kind of nearing the end of our time today, so I just want to, want to ask you guys one last thing. Uh, moving forward, uh, as internship ends, uh, you'll find out technically Chase isn't done yet. Uh, but moving forward, what, what are you excited for? Sean, what are you excited for moving forward? I think I'm most excited for being able to take all of the lessons and things that I learned in internship and taking it into my own life, my own personal life, and be able to not just fulfill 25 hours of ministry and go through the motions of that, but actually make my life ministry, that ministry isn't just the set amount of hours, but in everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm saying, I want to be able to show people the reality and love of Jesus. And so, yeah, that's what I'm most excited for, and to just for people to be able to see the reality of Jesus and for people to come to know him and find out more about him and how good he is and all that exciting things. Chase, what are you excited for moving forward? I'm excited for so many things, uh, especially the next two months, because I ain't done yet. Let's go. Yeah, seriously, bro, me and Johan. <laughs> um, I think what I'm excited for is just a wave of discipleship to come over Kingdom Church, because it's coming, and I think it's already starting, and so I'm excited for that. Yeah, get ready. Um, but I think just on that note, like, just some helpful, practical things about discipleship and how to really seek that out. I think um, I listened to this podcast by Darius Daniels, and he talked about uh, strategic friendships and strategic mentorships. And he talked about how, like, it's not something that you just say, hey, God, put someone in my life, and then you just sit there. And you just kind of look around, and you're like, where is he? Where is she? But it's actually something you have to seek out. Like, it's something that you have to be intentional about. And so that, um, I think, is probably my biggest tip on seeking out discipleship is you actually have to put in work. 
You have to put in effort, right? Because someone's not just going to come up, like, unless they just really, really love you. Like, someone's not going to come up and just pour into you all the time, right? And so I think the biggest thing is, like, just, like, giving up that humility and just saying, I need someone. I need someone to pour into me, right? Because if we think that someone else needs someone to pour into them, then we need someone to pour into us, right? And so just, like, just saying that, just being like, okay, I need someone to pour into me at the start of your week. And just texting someone and being like, hey, can you just, like, meet with me? And just talk, right? And, and so that's kind of my biggest tip. And something I think um, that has been really cool to also pour in is reading. We've read throughout the internship, like, it's usually around, like, three to five hours a week. And that has been huge with wisdom and knowledge of just, like, um, just giving back to us. And so that is also a really big thing, too, I think, that helps us grow. But, yeah, I'm most excited for discipleship to come over Kingdom, I think. Come on, that's so good. Uh, Chase, just, just to stay there, um, for someone that wants to get discipled or wants to get mentored, what's the best thing you can say to them? Best thing? To get uh, in order to find someone to okay. mentor them. I think the biggest thing I had to do first was to actually deal with my hurts from mentors in my life. Because I think that, like, we're all, we're all broken people, right? And so especially a lot of us will have hurts from our parents. And even though our parents do an amazing job, we're still broken people, right? So we'll still have these hurts. And, and with other people in our lives, like teachers, coaches, anyth- anywhere where someone was in a position of leadership over you and they hurt you is a big thing we have to just, like, heal from. So I would say take a second and just kind of look through your life and look through where there's hurt, where there's brokenness, and try to start to heal from that. And through that, I think that you'll be more open to actually receiving mentorship and receiving discipleship from people. Because I think I had a lot of hurt in my life and I had to go through that before I could actually let someone and trust someone to pour into me. That's so good. So good. Um, Just really quickly, uh, Chase mentioned reading and these guys have read a lot this summer. Uh, I have a motto and my motto is simply this. If you're not reading, you shouldn't be leading. And so that's why I get them to read a lot, and they've learned a lot, and they've read a lot, which is amazing. So I think that's something, if you, you missed it, he said it small, but I think all of you guys, I encourage you to begin to read. Um, you can even cheat in 2021 and do audiobooks, uh, but if you're not reading, if you're not listening to stuff, you're not growing, right? It's kind of as simple as that. So thank you, Chase, for sharing that. Sid, uh, lastly, what are you looking forward? What are you excited for moving forward? I think just... Yeah, piggybacking off Chase's, I'm really excited for this church. And also just, like, it's cool to see someone talk about something, but to actually see the fruit of it. Like, for example, like, Chase has met with Joe at 6 a.m. I don't know how they do that. Like, they just do Bible study together. Yeah, let's give Chase a round of applause for Wicked Eye and Joe. Come on, Come on. It's just really cool to see so many young people just being excited about Jesus and just getting excited about um, just walking with people. And I, I just like second everything Chase said about discipleship because when I came back from YWAM, I really needed someone. And I was finally in the, in the place where I was humble enough to admit that. And just like you said, like you have to really allow God to soften your heart because when I was coming back, I was praying for someone and I sought out Christy to uh, mentor me. But if I had just like waited around in my room, I would have been so alone and I wouldn't have had direction and I wouldn't have had someone to speak into me. And and um, yeah, once we have someone speaking it to us, it's so much easier to pour it out onto other people. And I just think that um, 
it's kind of a waste if someone's pouring so many things into you and that God's pouring so many things into you if you don't then go and share it with other people. And I just love um, Matthew 28 where it says, go and make disciples of all the nations because that's our call as God's people. It's not, it seems like a call on missionaries. It seems like a call on the people that go to Africa and Papua New Guinea, but that's a call in our lives because we get to be missionaries in our own place. We get to be missionaries in St. Albert and Edmonton and and I think that's just such a privilege that God actually trusts us enough to allow us to do that. So I think that that's what I'm most excited for. And something that um, Pastor Harrison shared with us from a book called Hero Makers. It's called, it's like the line is just, um, your fruit grows on other people's trees. And so I think that's just such a clear call of Matthew 28. Like when we get filled by Jesus, then we can go and fill others. And so I just encourage you, like you have so much fruit to give. And now go let your fruit grow on someone else's trees. Because we all are leaders, like Chase said. And so I just think it's... Yeah, it's just such an encouragement that, like, God has trusted you with that call. So. Yeah. That's so awesome. I guess last question uh, for, for all you guys uh, for just in the future, uh, is the Kingdom Church internship something you'd recommend for anyone moving forward? Yes. <laughs> Come on somebody uh so <laughs> yes you must good answer um so hey listen uh this internship uh in my you know mind my, my vision for it it was really about um, a couple of things but primarily about discipleship and about leadership and so i have this deep belief that as sid said to piggyback on that god has called all of us to be disciples um, and not just disciples but disciple makers Right. Uh, one of the best things I ever heard was you're not actually a follower of Jesus until you make disciples because we think like disciple is just following. But disciple is also disciple making. Right. And so you're not a true follower of Jesus until someone's following you is kind of where it goes. So I want to encourage because I believe it to be true in what they said. There is a wave of discipleship ready, not just for, for Kingdom Church, but in the city of St. Albert, in the city of Edmonton. Um, people are desperate for mentorship, desperate for leadership. And so uh, I'm just going to encourage all of you guys, and you don't need an internship to be a leader, right? Be a leader in your home, be a leader at your workplace, school, wherever it is, and just begin to watch. There's nothing more fulfilling than seeing your fruit grow on someone else's tree. Um, I'm confident that the greatest things that God will ever do through me, I'll never see, which is the best thing you can ever have right? And so it's the same thing for all of you guys. And so with that being said, I've already told these guys, um, but I want to tell the church as well. Um, Chantel, Chase, Sydney, you guys are amazing. Uh, God is doing amazing things through you. And uh, the best part is he's just getting started. And so uh, for every single person out here watching online in person that has been impacted by you guys, um, I know that they're deeply thankful for you. And I'm thankful for you guys. It's been my privilege and my honor to spend so many hours with you guys this summer, um, and it's just been amazing. And I know um, Amy as well feels the same way because she's been uh, with us as well. And so, so pumped for what's going to happen. And I want to encourage you guys uh, to get connected. Uh, if this is your first time here or you've been coming here for a while, um, fill out a connect card, and we would love to just get to know you, walk with you, and uh, just journey with you. So with that being said, I would love um, to pray for these guys, and I would love if you guys would help me pray. So can we just all stand up? Um, in the audience right now. You guys can sit down. I'm going to stand. So if you guys could put your hands out towards them, uh, we're just going to pray for them uh, as a church. Um, 
God, I just thank you so much for Chantel, for Chase, for Sydney, um, and Jesus, I pray for Kendra as well, far away. May the hands reach her as well. Um, God, just all that you have spoken to them um, and all that you've done through them, God, may it continue to be fruitful. And God, I just pray that as they move forward in school, in life, that uh, they just continue to serve you and you use them to do mighty and amazing things. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and for this opportunity. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give them a huge round of applause. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We hope that message encouraged and inspired you. If you want more information, if you made a decision to follow Jesus, head over to kingdomchurch.ca. We'd love to connect with you. Until next time, take care.